0: You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Anthony Castro, and this is our weekly look at the Minnesota Twins. I'm joined, as I am each week, by Rhett Bollinger. And Rhett, uh, it was uh, pretty much a foregone conclusion that Eduardo Nunez would, would represent this club on the All-Star team, and that's exactly the case. And really just a great story here uh, for a guy who, you know, obviously did not have an everyday job going into the season. Uh, wasn't even on the all-star game ballot as a result of that. Uh, to, to get this uh, assignment is pretty cool for him.
1: Yeah, it really was. It was really awesome. It was a guy that, you know, seventh year in the majors, never really had a chance to be an everyday guy. You know, in New York, he was, a, you know, a pretty big prospect and kind of considered the heir apparent to Jared Jeter at shortstop. But, um, you know, had trouble defensively there. Never really got much consistent playing time because Jeter obviously lasted a little longer than people, I think, realized or even thought he would. Um, so he never really got a, sh- a chance to play every day, uh, came to Minnesota here a couple years ago, same kind of thing, more of a utility guy who kind of plays some short stops, second base, third base, kind of bounce around. Um, and then this year with injuries early in the season to Trevor Plouffe and then Eduardo Escobar, he started getting regular time at third and short. And sure enough, had a hot start to the year and people thought, okay, maybe it'll cool down. Um, and it never really happened. He's been their best, most consistent hitter pretty much the entire season, was hitting as high as like 350 at one point. He's still obviously hitting over 300 right now. I think entering yesterday uh, on Monday, or sorry, on Wednesday, he was uh, you know I think he was ninth in the American League in batting average and third in stolen bases. Um, he's kind of become the, the team's regular shortstop now too. So um, yeah, definitely a really cool story. Uh, talking to him when he found out about the All Star game uh, nod, he was very very excited. Um, you could tell it's meant a lot to him, uh, just considering how much he's gone through to get to this point. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about Max Kepler.
0: He had the seven RBI game against the Rangers last week, and really a, a strong season for the rookie from Germany. Uh, OPS over 800, 17 extra base hits in, in 41 games. Uh, there's another guy, Rhett, who obviously did not have a, a regular role on this club or even a, a spot in the big leagues at the beginning of the season, uh, but you know, he made the most of the opportunity in the outfield.
1: Yeah, he really has. He's definitely had a, a nice season here as a rookie, um, we saw him a little bit last year, just a couple games there at the end of the season at a September call-up. But, uh, yeah, he's been a big prospect now for a while. Um, I think last year was really the first year he really had a breakout season in the minors. Before that, you know, he was signed out of Germany as a 16-year-old. You know, he had some injuries early in his career, and everyone could see the development coming, and even just the physical maturity, uh, you know, growing into kind of just, you know, going from a 16-year-old to now, obviously, 22, 23. Um, last year, a breakout year was probably the best player Won the MVP uh, at the Southern League, uh, you know, double-A Chattanooga. Um, had a breakout season, got rewarded with a little bit of a call-up. And then this year, um, finally getting some regular playing time, he's pretty much established himself now as a starting right fielder. And as you said, too, the extra base hit power. is starting to come around. Um, you know, never hit for too many home runs in the minor leagues, but I think people thought that would always come in time. Because uh, he's a big guy, you know. He's got a good swing, left-handed swing. Uh, he's a you know pretty solid defender out there. He can run. Um, so he's got pretty much the full package, and I think it's kind of a, you know exciting for the Twins to see him do so well early. You know we've seen other Twins players that were big prospects like Byron Buxton kind of struggle out of the gates a little bit, um, but to see Kepler kind of have a, a fast start certainly is a good sign. And you know you never know how it'll go from here. We've seen other guys in the past, you know whether it's been Eddie Rosario or Kenny's Vargas or Arcia have you know a hot start and kind of cool off. But I think with Kepler, he's a bigger prospect than any of those guys were outside of maybe Buxton and Sano. Um, but definitely a good sign to see him contributing so much offensively so far.
0: Yeah, we were very focused on uh, Sano, Buxton, Rosario, and, and that Twins outfield going into the year. It turns out, um, you know, some of the biggest contributions come from Kepler. Or Robbie Grossman. What have you thought of Grossman's season?
1: Grossman's done a nice job. I mean, uh, pick up from, uh, you know, he was a great he was a prospect, you know, for the Astros. Uh, didn't really pan out there. Um, Twins took kind of a flyer on him here, thinking that maybe he could be a uh, you know a decent option in the outfield, maybe even a fourth outfielder, and, and got really hot. This think with Grossman, is He does a great job of drawing a lot of walks. He has a really good eye. Um, he's showing a little bit of power here too, but mostly early on when he first came up. Had a great start to the season, sorry, great to the start to his Twins career, I guess you could say. Um, it's cooled off a little bit, but still putting up good numbers. Still drawing a lot of walks. Switch hitter. Um, yeah, it's kind of he's going to get a look out there, obviously with Rosario. Is back up here, and they kind of want to get. I think the big thing is that this year, the second half now, they really want to get a look at some of these younger guys or guys that haven't really had a chance to play every day to kind of see what they have. To see if, Grossman, if Grossman's more than just a fourth outfielder, you know, if Eddie Rosario can get it going, you know, Kepler out and right, you know, uh, Buckson in center, and, and now with Ploop out for at least a month, you're going to have Sanoa at third. Um, so, yeah, I just think this team right now is going to keep playing these young guys, um, and I'm sure we'll see Jose Barrios in the rotation soon just kind of see what they have in these young players in the second
0: half of the season. Yeah, and that shift, of course, uh, you know, part of that is is the trade deadline and and the Twins uh, perhaps unloading some pieces and and going younger in in various spots. Uh, uh, As we record this, they're wrapping up a series against the A's, which I'd imagine is a fairly well-scouted series, given that both those clubs, uh, you know, should be or could be sellers this month. But you mentioned the ploop injury. there's a guy who uh, perhaps had, had some value, um, uh, despite him having a tough offensive year. He probably had value in this marketplace, but uh, the fractured rib probably takes care of
1: that. Yeah, definitely. That's the thing. I mean, Ploop was probably a strong candidate to get traded just because uh, the emergence of Sano. And I think right now, they've kind of ended the Sano and the outfield kind of experiment. And have Sano back at third base. So it was going to make some sense to you know trade Plouffe. He's obviously been subject to rumors like that for a while now. Um, but with him out until August, obviously a chance of an August, you know, waivered trade deadline or, tra- or trade, but it's probably more likely might be in the off-season now. I think now the top candidate for the Twins is probably Irvin Santana. Um, still has two more years of control left on his contract. Twins might have to need some money for it just because he has a pretty big contract left, but he's been a lot better recently. And obviously he's a veteran. And I think teams can kind of count on There's not that many good starting pitchers out there in the trading block, it seems like right now. Um, Eduardo Nunez, as much as he's having a great year, um, also, could be a candidate too. I mean, he's an agent uh, after next year, um, so he certainly has a chance to be traded. And then, you know, a couple other names, you know, Fernando Abad as a reliever, any other kind of relievers could possibly be, you know, mentioned. Brian Dozer's having a, a nice uh, bounce back after a slow start. I don't think he'll be traded just because I think um, at this point he just means too much to the organization as kind of a team leader, and I think he's a fan favorite. It would be tough to trade him, you know, especially he's got a couple more years on his contract as well. Um, they do have Jorge Polanco, a top prospect who likes, looks like more like a second baseman that you know is pretty much close to ready here. But at the same time, I just don't think they're going to they're gonna move Dozier. But uh, I think for right now, I think Irvin Santana is probably the most likely candidate to get traded. There. Makes sense.
0: Uh, what also made sense, Rhett, uh, since we last spoke, was the uh, uh, optioning of the uh, gold Park back to the minors. Or do, I shouldn't say back to the minors, down to the minors. Um, we, we knew this was a possibility. We were talking last week when you got back to South Korea, in fact, about this being a strong possibility. Uh, what do they want to see from him down at that level?
1: I think more than anything, just get his confidence back. Um, you know, he had a great start to the year, showed all that power, uh, which is obviously legit, but really kind of fell into a spiral here in the last couple of weeks in the majors and was really striking out a ton. Just didn't look like he, you know, had a great plan at the plate. Um, looked a little bit lost up there. So I think more than anything, was a confidence thing, get him down there, Hope that he gets going there offensively, finds his swing, and kind of finds out that, you know, it's going to work up here. The only issue so far, he's actually hitting the ball pretty well. Um, but a lot of strikeouts, though. That's a big issue at A right now. I think strikeouts are still kind of piling up there. So I think bigger, more than anything, is just get that confidence going, cut down on those strikeouts a little bit, um, and I think the power and everything should come. Um, but even mechanic-wise, I'm sure he could probably work on some mechanics. I know he's kind of experimented with changing uh, – you know, the leg kick a little bit, kind of the same thing happened last year with the Pirates and Junko Gong, I think, early on. He got rid of his leg kick, then kind of got used to it and brought it back. But I think, I think more than anything with Parker, there's just a lot of stuff going on. I'm sure there's a lot of pressure on him. Uh, just, You know, from my trip in Korea, just talking to people, I mean, it's amazing how many fans, you know, watch every one of his at-bats. And even the reporters that cover him, and all Korean players, they break down, like, every single pitch they pretty much seem from, you know, from these players in the majors. So I think a lot of that pressure... I think there'll be less pressure at Triple A just because obviously there's not going to be um, as many reporters there talking to him, or even just knowing that you know a lot of the games here in the states are all on TV in Korea as well. So I think obviously those games won't be on, and you know Triple A games won't be on in Korea, so maybe he can kind of take a step back, you know, realize the pressures off him a little bit, um, get that confidence going, get that swing going, and he'll be back up here pretty soon. Because like I said, that second half, the Twins want to see what they have in these guys, and I think Parks another one of those guys they want to see what he can do in the second half. But I think for now they kind of thought this is a good spot to kind of let him maybe hit the reset button and then get it going offensively.
0: Well, on the bright side, maybe the Rochester Red Wings are, are selling more gear in, in South Korea now uh, as the Twins <laughs> were earlier this year. But, all right, that's it from Rhett. We uh, want to thank him for joining us as he does each week. We'll continue to check with him in the second half of the season and see uh, how the Twins' youth movement progresses. But thanks for tuning in. This has been MLB.com Extras, Minnesota Twins Edition.